for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Another week of the Waffle and more teams are dropping off like flies. Welcome to the Monday Waffle podcast. I'm your host, Will DeFulvio, and I'm joined by Daniel Litchens. I don't have an adjective for you this week, mate. Sorry about that. That's all right. Finals week two. What an exciting couple of days of footy again. I mean, the, the margins were a bit bigger than finals week one, but the games were still just as good, weren't they, Will? From siren to siren. Absolutely rippers to watch. Absolutely. Well, we've got a very special guest on the show today, Ben Sokol from the Subiaco Lions. They've just made it to the grand final. That's right. And we've got Team of the Year as well coming up, which are plenty more to discuss and plenty to be excited about. Dan, it's time to discuss results for this week. It's going to be a shorter segment, I reckon. Yeah, only two games. Will the first game, the second semi-final, which is weird they're switching around. But uh, Subiaco 11-7-73 defeated the South Fremantle Bulldogs 8-3-51. The goal scorers, of course, Ben Sokol, three goals. Jack Mayo with two and Brandon Matera with two for Subi. And for the Bulldogs, Mason Shaw with two and a few other individual goal scorers. In the disposals, it's Greg Clark again with 25, Hayden Kennedy with 21, and Will Hickmott with 20 for the Subiaco Lions. And on the South Rio side, Zach Strom with 28 disposals and a goal. Matty Parker returning to the waffle again with 26, and Jacob Dragovich with 20 disposals. And then moving on to Claremont and West Perth. West Perth looking very good at the start of the game, Dan, but Claremont clawing their way back up to win 14-8-92 to West Perth's 10-8-68. The leading disposals for Claremont, Jai Bolton, usual suspect, are Declan Mountford and Lachlan Martinez on 27 apiece. And then over on the Falcons side, Shane Nelson got himself 28 touches. Aaron Black, 21 and uh, Trent Manzoni with 20. And for the goal kickers, we're going to stick with, stick with West Perth here. We had Keegan Knott and Tyler Keitel, your Bernie Naylor medalist for this year, on three goals apiece. Rudy Riddick with two goals for West Perth. And Callum England for Claremont kicking four goals and two goals apiece for Bailey Rogers, Jai Bolton and Alexander Manuel. Now, this was a cracker game, Will. I mean, West Perth led for most of the game. But 18 minutes into the third quarter... They were 25 points up, and they kicked one goal for the rest of the game, and I think Claremont kicked eight. Yes. I mean, that's I mean, sounds dumb to say, but that's how you lose games of footy. You know, you just don't stick with your opponents there. Fatigue, home ground advantage, whatever you want to call it, but it's just once you get three goals or so kicked against you and you can't seem to get back in or have some sort of impact, not even on the scoreboard, but just slowing that blood loss... It's just going to run away from you there. And then that's how you get eight goals kicked against you without really kicking another one. Well, as we know, um, Claremont a lot this year, they've had poor first halves and great second half. So they know how to come back the Tigers. And they showed it in their semi-final on Sunday. So good on the Tigers. They'll be facing South Rio next week. Um, but yeah, turning it to West Perth, I mean, it's so, I'm sorry to see them out. They finished fourth. They end up finishing fourth. Um, con- uh, commiserations to Aaron Black, Shane Nelson, all the other friends of the show we've got from West Perth Falcons. Uh, but the Tigers, they they prevail and they go up against the Bulldogs next week, Will. I, do. I managed to get a chat with co-captain Jared Hardesty after the game. Here he is. How are you feeling right now, mate? Just come off with a great win. Yeah, good, good. Uh, feeling good. Um, excited for next week and just glad we got through unscathed. Absolutely. But, I mean, you, cut, you were down at the start. You came back. You ran away with it in the end. How's it feel to kind of have that progression for fourth quarter? Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, last week probably only played 
two quarters of or half a good footy, and um, it was good to play, a, um, you know, probably three quarters this week, and then hopefully next week we we can um, play a full full game of uh, good footy. Absolutely, big players. You got Cal England kicking four, Jai Bolton, twenty seconds both kicking two. How important are those guys to your team? Yeah, they're huge. I mean, every, everyone's really important for us. If we have twenty-two blokes playing the role, then we know we can um, we can go all the way. But yeah, just literally, it just takes twenty-two blokes doing their part. Absolutely. And next week, a bit of deja vu, a bone to pick, especially yourself. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, I had to put that behind me pretty quickly and just move on towards this week. And um, yeah, you know, each week's a new game, so I'm just looking forward to that. And um, I know the boys will be awesome. Thanks for your time. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And going over to um, the Bulldogs and Subi game, I was a little bit worried about Subi. You know, they had, they had that week off because uh, they finished first, and I thought they might be a little bit. You know how like teams can come in kind of half cooked a little bit and they don't quite perform. Subi looking for, going from strength to strength there, and they look very convincing, like that they knew they wanted to be and deserved to be in the grand final. Uh, I have no issue with them having a break uh, this weekend. And I think it's going to be uh, absolutely fantastic to see them go up against either Claremont or South Rio. Absolutely. And Subi, I mean, this makes it their fifth grand final. Sorry, seventh grand final out of eight, yeah. which is huge for the club. Good on them. Um, yeah, the game, that the Subi-South Rio game, didn't see the Bulldogs in it the whole day, which was unfortunate. And I really hope if Bulldogs do win next weekend, the grand final's not going to be like that. I'd like to see a nice close game to finish our waffle season. Yeah, it's going to be a ripper down. We've got two more weeks left, and then that's it. You can sit back, you can take a deep breath, and it's going to be a, a long four, five- or six-month wait until the next season of footy. But I can't wait to see how it all wraps up, and it's all been building to this. Absolutely. Subi are no strangers to grand finals, Dan. The 2021 grand final they are going to appear in is going to make it seven out of the last eight that the Lions have played in. Uh, and our next guest is no stranger to them either. He's played four out of the last five grand finals for that very club. He was a 2019 Simpson medalist and he was Subiaco Lions leading goal kicker for 2021. It's Ben Sockle. He joins us here on the Monday Waffle. Ben, congratulations, mate. You're in a grand final. How do you feel about it? Yeah, uh, pretty yeah, over the moon, to be honest, guys. Um, yeah, it was a pretty big build-up the last four weeks um, and obviously having the two-week break reverse peel in, in the last round of the season. So, yeah, just that, that weight. Um, and then, yeah, coming into yesterday's game was, yeah, um, almost felt like a... You know, more than more than a couple of weeks, but yeah, over the moon and um, yeah, stoked to all the work we put in throughout the year. So it's yeah, great great reward for our effort. Who are you hoping to face out of uh, South Free or, or Claremont? I think oh, the top five side this year has been so even. So um, I think yeah, look, we're looking forward to facing anyone. But I think um, any given day, I think yeah, anyone can beat pretty much anyone on the day. So I think we just got to suit up and be ready to face yeah either South or Claremont but um yeah I'm not I'm not bothered who we verse so we're just gonna make sure we're switched on from the, the first bounce and they're gonna they're both quality sides even even South straight up in the second half. I mean you've already and so you've already faced uh, the the Bulldogs once in this finals campaign and you came out on top so you reckon yeah. Yeah, look, I think it's a flip of the coin. I think, um, yeah, obviously, like the last couple of games I've played, it's been you know a couple of points separating them. So, um, yeah, either or, mate, we'll be ready for both of them. Absolutely. Now, Ben, a lot of people saying Subi, you've had your more more than fair share of grand final pie. You've hit seventy percent in the last decade. What what do you credit at the club for the last decade of you know brilliance from the club? 
Yeah, we've, it's been a yeah, really successful era for the club. I think um, it probably started yeah with with Jared Schofield. He's kind of built the the club over the last probably six seven years when he got there, and I think it was thirteen. And I was lucky enough to join the club in sixteen, and we've been pretty successful. But I think just the culture, um, you know, that's instilled in the club, um, just training habits, uh, pre-season, just the people around the club, not so much um, players, but just yeah, supporters, volunteers. It just stems all the way down. So. We're really lucky to have yeah great volunteers, a great supporter base, and um, with great great coaches, great facilities. So I think yeah, it stems, stems down to a lot of things. And has the preparation or anything changed over the last you know five or six or so years? I mean, you guys have been very successful up like up until and including now. So is it a case of if it's not broke, don't fix it? Yeah, I, I think so, guys. I don't I don't think not not much has changed. We obviously we try to keep um, you know the winning formula the same, and obviously last year wasn't um, a great one for us so we've made a few tweaks um, you know what happened last year but I think yeah we just try to keep everything normal training remains the same and yeah we're just we're getting on the Reggies boys this week obviously if they win they go straight through the grand final so yeah we, we haven't really changed too much it's just um, yeah we just tweaked a few things from last year and, and it seems to work the last year like you mentioned the last probably decade it's been working for us so it hasn't been much to change and you do mention last year I mean Subi, before last year, were in six grand finals in a row. What happened to you guys last year? Was it just the shorter season threw you off a bit, or can you explain a little bit what happened in 2020? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like, once again, like I mentioned before, it was a pretty even competition. And, um, yeah, this, this is no excuse. We got, we got quite a few injuries um, in the back end of the year, which didn't help, and we kind of dropped a few games in the middle there, which we couldn't afford to do with the, with the season being shortened. So, And to South's credit and Claremont, they, um, they had a really great year, and and we just weren't, yeah, weren't lucky enough and didn't leave ourselves enough time in terms of games to to sneak into the finals. And um, yeah, we just, yeah, obviously didn't didn't start off well, and then that kind of cost us towards the end of the year. Mm. And um, last year was it was very interrupting. You know, things up in the air was kind of it would have been a bit of a, a a lot of head games being played with you. And this season wasn't too much different. There were a few breaks interrupting your role throughout. Uh, your boys didn't really seem to let that affect you, still coming out uh, from strength to strength. How confident are you heading into a grand final coming out of uh, a break? Yeah, this, you're right. This year there was a couple of interruptions with, with COVID and um, we're lucky enough to have some really good strength conditioning guys at the club and the communication when we are in lockdown for those couple of weeks um, was really good. We had boys doing their programs and, and everyone come back um, in shape and ticked all the boxes. So, yeah, I think leading in, leading into... A couple of weeks' time, we're really confident that work we put in um, this year and um, over those breaks where you know we weren't together as a whole group, I think we've done enough. Um, yeah, in terms to get the job done, and it's just yeah, challenging times. But yeah, we we stuck together and communication programs were done and stuff. It was obviously everyone was going through the same boat, so just had to make sure we're on top of it. Um, and yeah, communication and just ticking those small things off. When we did come back as a group, everyone was on the same page and we're ready to get back into the season again. Absolutely. Now, you, I mean, we do mention the grand final is a couple of weeks away, but I want to focus on that a little bit. Um, playing the GF, same ground as the AFL grand final the week before, is how special is that? Do you think it'll have an effect on how you guys play the game? No, I think it's really, really exciting, mate. Obviously, everyone's, everyone's looking forward to it. Um, yeah, from our, our side of it, I think there's going to be nine. There's nine players who played yesterday who played their first league final, so... Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the side will be. I, I can't see there being too many changes. So there's going to be yeah eight or nine new guys that have stepped through and up the stadium. So obviously 
they'll be quite nervy and yeah, excited at the same time. But it, yeah, it's, it's really special to be able to to play in such an amazing stadium. Obviously, with the grand final being the week before, and um, yeah, we'll just prepare the best we can, and I think hopefully we'll be able to train train there after that grand final week leading up to our game, which is really good just to get out the oval and the um, facilities, and then yeah, give it our best shot on. On grand final day, I'm sure. I'm sure if anyone can kind of shake off the pre-grand final jitters, it'd be yourself. Uh, you've been in a handful of them over the last few years. I think it's four out of the last five. Um, do you have any pre-grand final rituals that you go through that you've pretty much got it down to a T now? Um, not too much, mate. No, I don't really have too many. Um, yeah, superstitions. I have the same breakfast every every time I play. But apart from that, mate, um, yeah, it, everything's quite normal for me. I don't get too nervous. I'm just more so. More so, get excited about yeah the prospect of running out on Optus. It's a, I love playing at the stadium. I've been lucky enough to play, like you said, three four times there. So no, not, not much change for me. I just try to keep the week um, as normal as I can. And yeah, I'm a school teacher, so that that week leading to the grand final, I'll be on school holiday, so I have to keep myself busy. Yeah, I'm sure the kids keep you honest. What what what's that? Uh, what's the breakfast you have every day before um, the game day? Ah, uh, just baked, baked beans on toast, mate. So nothing, uh, nothing too fancy. <laughs> that's good. Protein and carbs. That's that's perfect. It's exactly what you need before you play. Yeah, and I yeah treat myself with a bit of avocado sometimes. Just depends on how I'm feeling. So nothing too fancy. Oh, oh sounds pretty fancy to me. Uh, that's, that's good stuff, Ben. Uh, just turning to attention to your season, mate. Forty-one goals, and you missed a bit of footy. Do you reckon you'll crack fifty next year? Um. Oh, you know, like maybe, mate. Yeah, I think this year's been a bit more consistent for me. Um, last year, obviously, yeah, missing a few games with COVID and and things didn't really help, um, you know, the team in general. But I think this year it's been we've had such an even spread of goal kickers of Brown Tierra, Nick Martin, Michael Brown. We've all they've all kicked, um, you know, high twenties, and I think that's been a real strength of ours. Um, you know, not one person kicking sixty, seventy goals. We've kind of had a really even spread, so. Um, yeah, it's kind of made my job a little bit easier, um, you know, sharing a lot a bit more and, and getting others involved. And I think, yeah, that's what's made us really join us up forward because, um, you know, any given day, we blokes can pop up and kick three or four goals so, or you know, kick a bag. So, yeah, hopefully next year, yeah, I hit 50, but um, I'm happy just, yeah, chipping away and, and getting the wins and, and everyone's contributing. Well, speaking of next year, so you're on the verge of turning 26, which is the peak of athletic fitness. Uh, I think it's like 26 to 20. So they say, anyway. So they, so they say. say. I mean, I'm 26 and I can I can barely walk upstairs. <laughs> but how does your future looking? Do you, are you, any chance you're being headhunted? Do you reckon you're going to be a Superman for life? Uh, oh, I'm not sure, mate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I get told that all the time, 26. Um, yeah, to about 30 is your peak. But yeah, I wake up some mornings after a game and I feel like I'm 40. So um, I'm not sure, yeah, if that's true. But yeah, look, I'd, I love Subi and... Um, look, I think, yeah, I'll probably be here, yeah, hopefully for another few years. And um, we're looking like we've got a real young, good core group coming through. So we've still got some really good leaders at the club. And I think, yeah, we can hopefully um, extend this little premiership window of success we've had from, you know, the last almost decade. And hopefully, yeah, get a couple more before I hang the boots up and a few other boys do. Absolutely. Good on you, Ben. Just a few more questions before we let you go. I'm looking at the footy budget, mate. Waffle Team of the Year came out a few weeks, uh, in the last few days. You reckon you're a bit stiff, not not copping uh, up the forward for that? Um, oh, no, nah, not not really, mate. There's some really, really good plays in there, and um, they've had some good forwards. They've had some great years. So, um, yeah, like I said before, I think just the, the even spread of our forward line where 
Um, obviously, I didn't, you know, kick my 50, 60 goal, which might have got me in there. But no, I'm, I'm happy with the four boys who got in from Subi. And I'd much rather win a premiership than get in the team of the year. So, um, yeah, we'll worry about that next year, maybe. <laughs> and that's, that's fantastic. And we know what you're going to be doing for the, uh, the Waffle Grand Final. What about for the AFL Grand Final? Any plans? Uh, I think it'd be pretty low keyish, mate. Would have been, yeah, would have been nice if uh, our grand final was the week before. But obviously, with COVID and stuff, things have changed. So yeah, probably pretty, pretty low key, and just take it easy and enjoy it with some mates, and then hopefully celebrate our win uh, a week later. Awesome! Thank you so much for your time, Ben. Really appreciate you coming here on the Monday Awful Podcast. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Daniel Lichens, Walter Fulvio, Team of the Year has been uh, released. WA Footy Commission doing their job and making sure we know who the best of the whole year is. Well, this is something that I pitched uh, for us to do, and I'm glad to see that the the Footy Commission has taken my idea on board, and they've run with it because God knows that you blokes wouldn't. You you are one of us, Will. You could have done it if you wanted. That's true. Well, I could have done it. But, hey, big names in here, a lot of talent, and it's not many surprises in here, is there? No. Let's start with the forward line. You got Tyler Cartel in full forward, Tyrone Thorne, Hayden Schloith, Lee Kitchen, Mason Shaw, Frank Anderson. No surprises out of those six. I mean, Tyler Cartel, Bernie Naylor, medalist, of course, 67 goals for the year. Hayden Schloith, surprises not seen in the midfield, but they had to put him somewhere. And of course, uh, half forward's a pretty good spot for him. He knows how to snag a goal. And um, on that, Frank Anderson, of course, in that uh, in that game last week, going to pivot and just... Unfortunately, going the wrong way and, and, and injuring that knee looks like it might be a, a tough one. Hopefully, it doesn't keep him out for too long. I think he'll be back for, for round one next year, Will, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, thoughts go out to Frank, but I'm sure he'll be back round one. We'd love to see you back at the 20s. But he's in team of the year, so that is, it's got to count for something. And in the ruck, we've got Lachlan Delahunty, and then his on ballers, Jai Bolton and Aaron Black, Greg Clark as well, sitting there in the guts, Angus Scott and Bailey Rogers on the wings. That's, that's a dream team centre. I mean, literally, it is team of the year. But um, <laughs> Lockie Delahunter really showing he was the he was the number one ruck this year. Did extremely well. His offside of Lewis Putt did great when when Delahunty was out as well. Um, and the emergency, of course, you probably won't read it, but Luke Stranatica doing extremely well for the Sharks. So he gets a little mention in the team of the year as well, which is good. It's really no surprise as well. Subi South Frio leading the representation there with four players apiece, and the Claremont with the three. So if we move into the back line now, Noah Strom, Angus Dewar. Lachlan Martinez, uh, Brandon Ursig, Matthew Jupp, and Zach Guardinen. And then interchange Shane Nelson, Ben Hancock, Blaine Bokehurst, and Blake Schlensock. I mean, there's no surprises that any of these teams will. I mean, these guys have been the best of the best this year. They've been fantastic, and every single one of them deserves a spot in the team of the year. What do you reckon about no Sam Fisher? Sam Fisher, he had a great year last year. He was okay at the start of the year. I think he's dropped off a little bit. Um, I think Frank Anderson did, did outshine him in the, in the latter half of the year, so he deserves his spot. Right you are, Dan. And there it is, your 2021 Team of the Year. If you're loving the Monday Waffle podcast, make sure you head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Monday Waffle for more awesome content. And while you're there, give us a like. Dan, not much work for us to do this week in terms of having to pick our tips. One game being played this Sunday in Fremantle. South Fremantle Bulldogs will take on the Claremont Tigers to see who will face off against the Lions in next week's Waffle Grand Final being played at Optus Stadium. That's right, the prelim, it's set to be a huge one. And the very interesting thing about the Waffle Final system, William, is that 
teams often versed each other twice in the same final series. So we had South Fremantle and Claremont playing each other only last week, with South Fremantle taking the win by a solitary point. Back in round 14 this year, South Freo again taking it by a solitary point against the Tigers. Both of those games at Freo Community Bank Oval, but at Revo Fitness Stadium, Claremont's home ground, they managed to take out the Bulldogs by 16 points. So it's been neck and neck between these two teams all year. But I think the home and ground advantage really just gives the Bulldogs a little bit, a little bit they need to get over the Tigers. As we've seen, one-point victories. It's, it's absolutely like no one's got a bigger rivalry this year than these two teams. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to be, I mean, these guys have been tussling for second and third place. Uh, pretty much all season, should be running away with it towards the end there. Really, what better way to finish off the year than to see South Freo and Claremont tussling for a grand final spot? Absolutely. I mean, they played last year's grand final. We saw um, South Freo beat Claremont by three points to take out the premiership. Cracking game. Um, unfortunately, we can't see these two teams in the grand final this year, but I'm sure whoever wins will take it to Subi in the grand final in two weeks' time. Come on, stop teasing us. What's your tip? I really want it to be the Tigers, and so I'm going to tip the Tigers. I okay. think they're going to win. I think Sweet. they're going to win. I was gonna, my question was going to be, why do you want it to be the Tigers? I think uh, they've just been pipped to the post a little bit by the Bulldogs this year, and I think then they're going to get the luck they need to get over the line. I don't want to steal content from next week, but I think if Claremont beats uh, South Frio, they're in for a very good chance to beat Subi. But if South Frio happened to beat Claremont, I don't know if that's if South Frio. Can yeah, it Subi. seems this year that the Lions really know how to dismantle South Fremantle. You've heard it here first. That is the Monday Waffle Tips for the preliminary final of the 2021 Waffle season. Dan, that's all we have time for this week on the Monday Waffle. Thank you for joining me in this cosy little studio. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. You can uh, give us a like on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the Monday Waffle. Not much longer left that we can have an impact in your lives by uh, giving you waffle updates, but hey, use us while we're there. That's right. We'll end only two podcasts left. We've got the prelim episode next week and then the grand final in two weeks' time. It's all kicking off. Make sure you grab our podcast wherever you get your podcast: Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. As always, strap those ankles. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting. 